Greetings from TG Geeks webcast where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on TGGeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 44 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. This week's episode is the first of our two panels from NerdCon. In this episode, we talk about podcasting. Uh, It is a convention, so there's a lot of background noise, and we picked up some additional conversations that you're going to hear, but I think you can hear everyone pretty clearly. So please enjoy our first of two panels at NerdCon, and I'll talk to you at the end of the show. here today to talk about podcasting. Uh, We've got a lot of fun people here who have wonderful podcasts of their own, Uh, so I'd like to really quickly introduce everyone. Uh, To my right is Kenny Rotter of Dumbbells and Dragons, and then to my left I have uh, Kevin Neiman of the WEC Podcast and WEC Whovians. Next to him I have Katie Evans of the WEC Podcast, WEC, uh, and not WEC Whovians, there's a lot of podcasts oh, from the West. Growing up 70s, thank you. And then uh, Philippe Conway at the end with The Average Geek Show. Hi, everyone. So we're going to start really quickly by giving you a, a, the quick elevator pitch of our podcasts because when you do start a podcast, it's always good to be able to kind of just succinctly tell people what it's about because if it's too complicated, they start to drift off. So <laughs> go ahead, Katie, why don't you start us off? My podcast is about the intersection of nerd and fitness culture, and I use it to break down barriers. Everybody has a fitness level, Everybody is, everyone nerds out about something, and it's a way to talk to nerdy people about fitness stuff, and fitness people about nerdy stuff, and uh, work out nerd out. Uh, the Geektitude podcast is also about bringing people together, but we're bringing people together to share their fandoms, because everybody has a different aptitude in a different geek area, and so in order to have um, B 
be able to connect with somebody, you can learn about their geekdom even if it's not yours. And so that's what we try and concentrate on, the Geek2Tube podcast. Um, WEC podcast is a podcast where four good friends get together and talk about the things that they love. Um, and a lot of that has pop culture influences. Uh, Growing Up 70s that I do with Kelly is a show where we review 70s television shows. <laughs> Super fun. And uh, WEC Whovians is actually a Doctor Who oriented podcast that myself and Kelly do on the same WEC podcasting network. So we have a good time with that. And the Average Geek Show is a geek culture podcast. Uh, we talk about everything geek, uh, TV, film, uh, comic books, movies. Um, we also um, are starting to do a lot of uh, independent artists, uh, f featuring a lot of independent artists, authors, and stuff like that. So one of the things we wanted to talk about is if any of you guys had one piece of advice that you were going to give to a new podcaster, what would that be? Um, post your content. I delayed for two years releasing anything uh, just because I was scared. And I wanted to be a podcaster. And a podcaster doesn't just record conversations. He or she posts podcasts. That's how you become a podcaster. Uh, for me, the biggest uh, piece of advice that I would suggest is don't be afraid to reach out to people. Uh, if you're going to do an interview show, you'd be surprised how many people will say yes to coming on your show. Uh, I have met all these wonderful people because we started talking to each other just because I was like, hey, do you want to be on the podcast? Hey, can I be on your podcast? Uh, and so you would be surprised that person who you think, oh, they wouldn't have time for me. Uh, they wouldn't want to be on my podcast. Um, that, you know, you'd be surprised. They might actually say yes. I would have to say, just do it, you know. It doesn't matter what kind of equipment you have, what kind of setup you have. If you have something to say, if you have a voice, get it out there because it's really simple. All you need is like a phone. Everybody has a phone here and every phone has a microphone. And so that's pretty much all you need to start. And so kind of to reiterate what Kenny said, you know, get over that fear by saying, just do it. Just get it out there, and whatever fear you might have will be overcome really quickly. Um, I agree with what you guys have said, and I guess I would just add that when you first start your podcast, if you guys have, are thinking about starting it or have started it, the big learning I got from it was that it will morph over time, and that's okay. That... Um, you may not necessarily find your voice right off the bat. You might have a lot to say, but not necessarily know how to best get it across. And with that, knowing that whatever you end up deciding is your voice, make sure that it's unique in some way. Um, it's one thing to have a lot to say about something everyone is talking about, but bring it to, back to you. Like, what are you passionate about? How can you build on what other people are talking about and add that unique voice because the best podcasts out there aren't necessarily doing anything tremendously unique they're just doing it with their own personal view and they're and they're not afraid to do it so that would be my advice i'm basically going to agree with everybody on this <laughs> since i'm here last but no just to reiterate 
you know, find something that you're passionate about. It doesn't matter what it is. Just be passionate about it and just do it. Like, uh, like they were saying, it's so easy to do a podcast now. You can spend like literally $30, get yourself a little microphone, a little USB microphone. Most likely everybody has a computer or an, or an iPhone and just hook it into that and just do it. And, you know, it's not going to be perfect right off the bat and that's okay. Um, like Katie said, you know, don't be afraid for your podcast to grow. It's your podcast will grow over time. It will, it will metamorphosize <laughs> over time. Um, you know, and, and eventually you're gonna during that time, you know, just keep grinding at it. Just, just keep doing it. Keep at it. It's, it's gonna get better, and you'll find your voice. You'll find what your pod, what you want your podcast to be about. Now, we're, we are going to open it up to questions. Uh, it's early, and I realize that people are probably not completely awake. And, <laughs> or and I, over. And I do realize that you um, probably have, uh, you know, you've, you've paid for the VIP, so we want to make it uh, special for you. So we have some swag. Swag. Uh, we have different things up here that we are more than welcome, we're more than happy to share with you if you are brave enough to ask a question. Um, so just raise your hand. Uh, we have, um, what do we have? I've, I've got uh, some autographed books, but I did have a question for the audience. Who knows what my cosplay is specifically? Don't encourage One of the, yeah. Is it Daredevil? It is not, but very good, good guess. guess. I like that guess. Good guess. <laughs> very awkward Daredevil, but <laughs> I like it. Eight-year-old eight Daredevil? It is, and that's close enough. It's stupendous, man. Stupendous, man. What would you like? I've got autographed Flex Comics or autographed Annabelle Lee by Mike Napa. Awesome. There you go. You're welcome. Awesome. Thank you. All right, Daredevil. I'm gonna have something for you after the show too. Do you guys have any um, any questions on podcasting? If not, we'll just talk up here. We're we're, we're podcasters. We have no problem talking. You can't shut us up. How? When you were starting it, how did hard was it to keep going and not just give up on it? It. It it was rough because I originally started it with three of my buddies and we recorded hours of content for two years and just never released it because it was never good enough. And then I just completely stalled out and didn't do anything with it for six months. And then I met Joe, and once you start, it's like, it just snowballs. So it's actually fairly easy to keep going after you actually get started. It, it's addictive. Yeah. Like, um, as, as the wet people will tell you, because they now have, they started off with one, they now have three. Um, I'm maybe starting four. Coming up. Uh oh, there may be announcements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Um, I might be starting another one uh, at the end of this month. Uh, once you start doing it, you realize, you know, I'm really enjoying this. This is a lot of fun, and I want to talk about this other stuff. But this other stuff doesn't really necessarily fit with what I'm already doing. Well, I'm just gonna have to start another podcast because they're gonna have different tones and. Um, and I, I had a guest on, Ryan Allgood from the uh, I Remembered It da, 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 Better podcast. It's a great 80s and 90s nostalgia podcast. And uh, he said, you know, I thanked him. Thank you so much. You're one of my favorite podcasters. Thank you for being on my show. And he said, 
Dude, you can always get a podcast with a podcast, especially if you don't have to be the one that's going to uh, edit the audio afterwards. <laughs> Amen. I'll get some swag. Yeah, come on. Come get some swag. You asked a question. Any uh, other advice for people just starting up their podcast as far as how to keep things going? I would say, you know, it's really exciting when you start. It's really exciting when you start to do a podcast, but then if your listener numbers don't, you know, jive with what you're uh, expecting or you don't like the audio or whatever, it can be a grind at, at, at times, but just believe in your voice, believe in what you're saying, and have fun, because that's, I'm, I'm sure I can say with uh, confidence that everybody up here has fun doing this. And, and that, to me, is number one. If it, if it wasn't fun, then I wouldn't be doing it. So that overcomes any kind of problem that we might have in terms of technical difficulty or whatever. I would just encourage you to set an agreement with yourself um, because it's really, there's no, as you guys know, podcasting isn't, for most people, something where you're going to immediately start getting listeners and immediately start getting that. Maybe what you wanted to do it for was to get an audience and you don't see that right away. So it's, it's easy to kind of feel like a little bit of a failure, but you're not, absolutely not. And you kind of have to give yourself that allowance, like say, I'm going to do this for a year and I'm going to produce a certain amount on a scheduled basis and kind of make that agreement with yourself beforehand. And then if at the end of the year you're not having fun, to Kevin's point, and it's not working out, then you did it. You know, give yourself a pat on the back and then try something else if it's not working. I think time management is the biggest uh, thing for podcasting. You know, um, I don't know about everybody else on the panel here, but I have a wife and two kids, a little toddler, and so that's uh, it's rough. It's it's tough to uh, make time for them, and plus, it, I'm sure podcasting. I don't know if podcasting is anyone's full-time job up here, but it's not mine. Um, so you, you know, you got to make time for your job and your wife and kids and or your significant others. Um, so definitely carve out a slice of time um, to do to do podcasting, and then you got to. Think also, remember also that um, you got to edit your podcast um, unless you have this just like this golden voice and never make mistakes, which that would be awesome. Thank but, you. Thank you. <laughs> Philippe has the golden voice. Yeah, he's a No, no, no. Definitely carve yourself out some time. Um, also, um, kind of what Katie was saying, you know, if if you're not having fun. Don't be afraid to change it up. You know, if for some reason you're not getting the results that you want, don't be afraid to change it up. It's not going to hurt anything. You're not going to. I mean, if you do a little bit worse, okay. You know, if you do if, if you do better, awesome. I mean, don't be afraid to change it up. Cool. Any other questions? Did you have a question? Start at the other end. <laughs> um, how did my family support me? They've been really supportive. Um, again, it's been rough because uh, I have a toddler, so so it's it's very hard to uh, to separate the time. And you know, there was a lot of arguments. Um, but what we what we decided 
was, you know, first of all, we communicated with each other, and what we decided was we had to carve out that time. It was that same relative time every week or two weeks in our case, and we just did it, and that was kind of the understanding. And so from there, we kind of, from there after that, you know, if it's outside that time, it's not podcast time, it's family time or it's work time. Now, of course, obviously, there's things that come up like conventions or work. My work's pretty demanding, so that comes into play as well. So, you know, there has to be some flexibility, but again, carving time out just to do the podcast and just for editing and for marketing and conventions and all that, that's really, really important. Yeah, none of WEC does this full-time. It was mainly a hobby, and just as Philippe said, I have a full-time job and two kids, and I travel for work, and I would be editing podcasts on planes, waiting in lobbies. You know, it was really, really hard and kind of continues to be hard to do. But because I enjoy kind of the end result, I make the time for it. So it's kind of all about what I hear from people who listen and how much they enjoy it. You know, just when Philippe would send us a note saying, hey, I really like that episode, that means all the world, and that means I'll put extra time into it the next time. So what you get out of it is equal to what you put into it, I think. We love feedback. Yes, we always love feedback. Whether it's bad or good, we love it because that means we know someone's listening. So if you guys are, like, ever listening to a podcast, just shoot them a quick, like, note or something. It's like, hey, you guys are awesome, or hey, you guys suck, or something. Like, you know somebody's listening. An iTunes review is gold. Yes. Yeah, review, like, we've created this culture where we expect our content for free, and there's a lot of people that will do Patreons or other things to bring in money, but it's after they've had a good run of it and they have a built-up audience. Because the culture we've created is, well, you have to kind of prove yourself before we're going to pay you for what you're doing. And that's fine. We do it because we love it. We don't do it because we're expecting a paycheck. It would be wonderful to get a paycheck at the end of every month. But where you can very, you know, for free really support the podcast you listen to is give them a review on iTunes. You know, tweet them out on social media. Interact with them because we love it when, I mean, that's how, there's a stream of episodes between Geektitude and the WEC podcast where we are fanboying over each other because Kenny and I did a podcast about our favorite podcasts. And we mentioned both The Average Geek Show and WEC. And because we wanted to kind of capitalize on their listeners, we tweeted out with their handles, hey, these are some of the favorite podcasts that we listen to and we talked about on our podcast. And then you guys maybe can talk about the WEC reaction, but my understanding was it was positive. We're like, ah, somebody's listening and they like us. There's so many messages being sent. And I think there was an episode that WEC was recording and I messaged them while they were recording. So they're like reading my tweets on their podcast. But we love that feedback. We love to feel like people are enjoying what we do because we do it kind of for us. It's a selfish hobby. We do it for ourselves because we love it. But when you hear that other people are getting something out of it, that makes us feel good. I wanted to, how does, I have a full-time job and my full-time job is in our commute each way away from my home. So that's 10 to 11 hours a day I'm 
not able to work on my podcast. And so me and my wife have an agreement where I will put all my podcast commitments into a Google Calendar, and that way she doesn't plan anything, and she knows, oh, I want to walk the dogs, oh, I want to go to the gym with you, oh, I want to have family dinner. Not tonight, it's in the podcast, it's in the podcast calendar, so then she'll add it to another day, and that way I know, don't schedule podcasts. And what makes this work is I have a war chest of five to six podcasts already edited, already ready to post, so that way if I can't record or I don't have new content, I can put one of those up. Um, Man, so you, are, you are a madman. Yeah. I only have one, <laughs> one in the can before I have to post it. Well, it was, it was, I randomly met like six people who are all amazing and I was like, I gotta get you on the podcast. And so it's great because now I've got this, this war chest, like I said, but also if I run into somebody that I want to podcast, but I'm busy and they're busy, I can say, okay, let's schedule next month. Let's schedule for end of September. And that way the momentum keeps going, uh, much like what, what you had asked. So when you can have these things planned and concrete, it just, the momentum keeps going. It's like, um, it's, like I said, snowball effect. So communication is key with your family. It really is. Come on, get, get swag. Yeah, people ask questions, come get swag. I just want to add something about uh, communicating with podcasters. Uh, one of my favorite Doctor Who podcasts is called Verity, and it's a bunch of women talking about Doctor Who, which I thought was kind of cool. One of my favorites, and I just tweeted something to them saying, love your show, and one of the hosts tweeted me back, which I don't know if you've ever gotten kind of like a tweet back from somebody that you really admired, but I had like this little moment of, wow, she acknowledged me, and or, you know, and that's kind of what podcasters look for. I mean, we're not we're not in it for the attention as much. Some people are, but speak I for know. yourself. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just love to do it, and I love communicating with these guys, and, and just being a part of uh, something that I love. So, yeah. any other questions? Yes. <laughs> I look totally different. Best method of marketing. Best method of marketing. Uh, email everybody in your contacts list that you're starting a podcast. <laughs> um, social media. Social media. Social yeah. media. Social media. And, yeah. and do it daily and do it often. Get your guests to retweet you. And if you're just starting a podcast with podcasters, because they have a built-in audience that is willing to give you a chance. Yeah, and like I said earlier, um, there's very few podcasters that, <laughs> that won't be uh, jumping at the chance to be able to podcast without having to do the editing. These are phenomenal. These are Otis Frampton's um, ABCDEF Geek, and they're basically kids' picture books, but all geeky stuff, and they're so much fun. I'm like, he, he does art for um, how it should have ended, on YouTube. Um, so can I ask a question? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I would just add that there's a ton of podcasts out there, and a lot of them all kind of are covering the same things. 
And so social media and marketing, it's really, really hard. And I would say I've personally learned a lot from Joe with regards to how he runs Geektitude in terms of your outreach and your kind of your fearlessness with regards to reaching out and finding new people. And I think that is something to be admired. And I know that I personally want to figure out how to do that. Well, thank you. I think I just, for me, it's, this is my geeky outlet for the week. You know, my husband is a wonderful gentleman, but we don't sit around and geek out about comic books. That's just not his thing. And so for me, this is my way of expressing my geekiness, but I'm an introvert. So I can do it behind a microphone and not have to talk to the person. And that's wonderful. And so because I'm excited to be able to talk to these things about people, it's again, it's that momentum. I'm confirmed with guests through the end of September and then have another month's worth of kind of, I know what I want to do. So I'm planned out a good two months ahead of time. And there will be some days where I will just say, all right, today is my day to sit down and contact everybody that I need to get them on the show. And I want this month to be these kind of people. I want that month to be those kind of people. And if you have a good time with them on your podcast, a lot of my listeners are other podcasters because they understand, they listen to podcasts, that's what they enjoy. And so they'll start talking to you and they'll start saying, oh, hey, I really liked what you said on your last podcast. And you're like, you listen. So that's really what it is. It's just kind of connecting with people that do the same thing you do, have a similar audience base, and kind of sharing their audience base because you're going to glean a couple off of their audience and they're going to glean a couple off of yours. Any other questions? Um, that is a very good question. I I don't do YouTube because I don't want to have to deal with video editing. Um, I have a I have a three hour commute a day, so I'm 15 to 20 hours in the car every day, and that's how I keep from going insane. Is I listen to all podcasts, and so that's why I got interested into the in the the medium. But as far as YouTube goes, I've thought about it, and I've been encouraged to do it. But and I've heard that that's kind of where the, you know, if you do want to try and make a go at making money off of it, that's a really good thing to have. But the video editing adds a lot of time to that. And for me, I would rather spend the time talking with people where I can then just audio edit while I'm playing a video game or something, because I'm a really lazy editor. Um, but the, the visual, it takes two, three times as long. And so that's why I don't do it. But I, I really, really admire the people who can because that is that is dedication because video editing is a time suck. Right. Why, why do people want to watch a video of an hour of me talking to somebody? Like, well, especially you can't do that while you're driving. <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> Dangerous. I would say that I, I'm also an author and on my personal, I have a personal YouTube channel and I love the idea of YouTube. I love the idea of vlogging, and and I so I recently I just uploaded one. But Joe is right. It took me almost four hours to edit a four-minute clip and get it the way I wanted it, and 
at one point I stopped breathing and thought I was going to pass out. It was like, it was so much pressure. And while I enjoyed it, I never could repeat it again because the amount of time is so, whereas with a podcast, you really have the time to record and then you can stop and start that editing as you go. And um, that's kind of how I do it. And you can really fit it into moments. Whereas with video editing, just kind of the way it is, you want that continuous, you want that clip to make sense. There's a lot of back and forth. So I would say I agree it's a lot more of a time commitment, but it can be super fun. Yeah, I mean, time is is a big thing. I mean, for podcasting, just to edit your podcast, I mean, they say it's like a one to three ratio or a one to four ratio. So, you know, if, if you have an hour long podcast, it can take two, three hours to edit just that. And then if you add video on top of that, um, that's even more because you have to sync up audio with video, and so it's crazy. Um, but with that being said, I mean, uh, Brian and I, we, we, we actually have a YouTube channel where we did unboxings of, um, you know, we partnered uh, a while back with a company called Hero Crate. It's one of those crate service boxes, and we did unboxings, and that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to dip our toes into that. Um, I do know that a lot of uh, podcasts are turning to Twitch or to YouTube Live. Um, because they get that um, they get that interaction with an audience, um, you know, and obviously there, it, and there's not that many people doing that. So obviously, if you get on there, most likely we'll get on the front page somehow, and that just attracts people. And you know, people are audience members in general are pretty interactive. So um, you know, I think that's that's a, a, a potential next step, and that leaves out editing video as well. So. But again, when you do that, that's a lot more like hardware you need to buy. So it's a catch-22. I know that I never chose YouTube, mostly because when I was a kid, I loved audio. Audio was my thing. I would take tapes and I would make, I would mix them, and so that was all my thing. And and so I never personally considered YouTube as an option personally. Maybe down the road, like some uh, of these others are saying uh, is good for me, but you know, I just love the, I just love working on audio. That's, that's kind of my thing. And, and I, I have actually, I have actually uploaded a podcast I did a long time ago, which was a movie review and I uploaded it to YouTube with like Windows Media Player, I edited it and put like photos of whatever I was talking about. It wasn't video of me, but it was it was something I could upload to to YouTube that can kind of marry the audio with the video a little bit. I know it's not as exciting to to watch you know static images with a podcast, which is why a lot of people don't do it. But um, who knows? One of, one of these days, I might step in front of a camera. It's certainly not out of fear. Um, I just love the audio aspect of it, and I love. Probably, I'm the only one here who probably loves editing. Does anybody else love editing? No. Nope. I mean, no. I've streamlined my editing process. I can do an hour podcast in like 20 minutes. So. Yeah, I, I, I do it about 20 plus minutes. 
beyond whatever the, if it's an hour, it's an hour and 20. If it's oh, two, hours, it's two hours and 20. Oh, you guys are amateurs. I do, <laughs> I, I do three hour long stints. What about you, Felipe? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Three it's hour like long. two, three hour long. Take yeah. out all, all, every little like mouth click and yeah, you know, yeah. the back, background noise. I used, to get really, uh, I used to be really picky about like getting out all the thugs and bums and stuff, but then it didn't sound natural, so I had to find that balance. Right, yeah. Well, Kevin, anytime you want extra audio to edit, oh, yeah, you know, to one pass it on. One podcast for me is enough. <laughs> All right, we're, we're getting down to our last 10 minutes. Any other questions that people have about podcasting or, or more swag? I love questions. Oh, also, you need swag. Come on, get some swag. What would you guys say is the hardest thing about podcasting for you? Hardest thing about podcasting? Wow. Um, I would say keeping to a schedule, but that's just me. Keeping to the same hosting schedule, I, I'm kind of notoriously bad for that. Sometimes I will, uh, you know, and this goes to the time management thing. Uh, sometimes I will mark a certain time of the day for my editing, and as you just said, I do like three hours editing, and sometimes that encroaches into other things that I do, and then I miss my posting time. So that's still something that I have to work on. Skip me. I'll skip you. We'll <laughs> <laughs> come back. <laughs> and then we have another I question. The, the hardest thing um, for me is marrying what I want to output with what actually is output, if that makes sense. Um, because you head into a recording session with something in your head, and normally my goal is I want to have fun. Like, I just want to have fun. I do this for fun. I know I'm not getting paid for this. I better dang well have fun. And yet, when you leave, you're piecing together something that isn't necessarily what in your head it was when you started. Sometimes it's better then. Sometimes it's just different then. And, and so, being able to continue with that, I want to have fun, I want to have fun, knowing that when I leave, I've got hours of editing work ahead of me, and it better be fun, you know, and there's a little bit of pressure that kind of, so just kind of working through that, that is hard, and it does, you know, it, it is something that I, I'm still dealing with. Yeah, again, just to reiterate, um, you know, time management is, is uh, the hardest thing for me, uh, just balancing life with uh, hobbies, uh, Seems like all my hobbies are taking over, so I'm probably gonna cut down on some of them. But yeah. no, no. Um, the hardest thing I have to deal with is internalizing rejection. Sometimes people don't do what they say they were gonna do. Some people say they're gonna give me a retweet or a share on social media, and it would be great for me, but then they never do. Um, so that's I internalize that like nobody's business because I'm neurotic and insane. Um, but that's just me, so that's something that's really hard for me to deal with. Don't take it personally if someone says they're going to give you a retweet and then they don't. David Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, but you got to interview David I Ramsey, so really there's no complaining allowed. And do you guys know who David Ramsey is? Arrow fans? John Diggle? No? Got to interview John Diggle. And very jealous. And he's a beautiful man. No. Um, <laughs> but. Even though I interviewed David Ramsey, he is still not my most downloaded episode. The WEC podcast is my most downloaded episode. 
<laughs> so that's cool. We had another question back there. our very first one. Yeah. I I don't get at, I don't get asked to cons, I ask to go to cons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. I think individually some of us go to cons more, but uh, I know you do have done panels before and Kenny, have you done a panel? No. And I really didn't do a panel. I recorded a panel and they kind of made me sit here and I had nothing to contribute. It was the most awkward uh, thing I have ever experienced. <laughs> Kenny experienced it with me. It was it was a panel for my mother-in-law. She's, she's a sci-fi <laughs> author, so that was really funny for me. Yeah, um, but it was it was very nice that she thought of me, and I, I was happy to do it. But I consider this my first panel, and um, really, if you want to do panels, we're learning you have to just ask. And some will say no, sorry, we're full. Some people will say yes, absolutely, and you get everything in between. I'm sure once we get to Nerdist size, you know, SDCC will ask us to do stuff, but right now, like, every con has a panel application, so you fill it out, you're just like everybody else. It's fun, though. I get to hang out with my friends. Well, and that's a, and that's a really good thing to talk about, is that we've become pretty good friends. Um, some of us have met in person for the first time this weekend, but... Um, but we, you know, we, we talk on social media all the time, and we've slowly met each other as we go through, and that's kind of, I think, the best thing about this, is that we've met so many people uh, through this process that that is really my favorite thing about podcasting, is all the people that you're, you're meeting and interacting with. So, um, and we're Joe, Joe is fearless. He, he sent out this thing saying, I think I'm interested in steampunk. So I was like, well, one of my favorite authors is this person. And he was like, okay, I'll call him. I'm like, yo, what? And then the next <laughs> thing I know, he's on a podcast with him, and I'm just like, what? If I was in the same room with this person, I would just collapse. <laughs> my, my, the first bigger guest I got was uh, David Gallagher. He's a, an author for um, The Only Living Boy. It's a, a youth comic. And the way I got him was I posted on my blog all about like the classic 80s Marvel superhero role-playing game because I'm a big fan. And when I post to my blog, it goes out to all my social media. And on Facebook, this guy starts talking to me about the, the comic book, or about the, the role-playing game. And I'm like, you're awesome. Let's yeah, come on my podcast, we'll talk. And he's like, yeah, that'd be great. And then I started researching him and I'm like, Wow, he's he's written for Marvel. Oh my God, he's written for DC. And I started to have a little bit of a panic attack. I'm like, what did I just do? And so I sent him a I sent the, my sent my show notes to my guests a week before, and I said, hey, you know, we can talk about Only Living Boy. We can talk about all your other stuff. This is great. And he responds with, great, but we still get to talk about Marvel role playing games, right? And I'm like, yes. And that's what I felt like. People want to talk about the stuff that they love. And so I, the reason why I'm not so, like, it's not fearlessness, it's like, I want to talk to you about the stuff you love. And then I, I don't, it, they don't, they stop being that, like, celebrity, and they start being just another geek. And so that's, that's, that's where the fearlessness comes from, it's just like, let's geek out about stuff. That's so, what all the brave people say. Just <laughs> so. 
So at that point, the DC or the Marvel kind of diminishes and they, they become a person that have passions, right? Yeah. There was an episode that I did interviews with authors at a bookstore down in San Diego. San Diego and one of these guys was, you could tell he was just there to promote the book. He was an introvert. He hated this. It was the least favorite thing about his job. And he didn't want to be there anymore. But I, I, he, he was an illustrator for the old Dungeons and Dragons games. And I started talking to him about Dungeons and Dragons. And all of a sudden, he wasn't nervous anymore. It was about him and what he loved. And that was kind of a cool experience. So if you do an interview show or if you're talking with people because of your podcast, that's one of my biggest pieces of advice. Talk to them about what they love because you will always get a more real and more interesting interaction with that person. All right, we're wrapping up. We have about two minutes left. Why don't we quickly, I, I can't tell if our slide is on there with all of our information, um, but uh, why don't we just go down and tell people where they can find us. All right, you can find me at dumbbellsanddragons.com, obviously. Uh, my, all my contact is in all my contact info is on there, as well as all my social media is at Dumbbells Dragon. Uh, so I'm talking everything: Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, on and on and on and on and on. And I also have business cards if anyone needs help starting a podcast or wants like one-on-one -on -one advice. Like I'll be more than happy to share resources and help people start a podcast because more podcasts is awesome. More, more podcasts are. Yes. Okay. Um, you can find me at geektitude.com. That's G E E K T I T U D E without the middle T. It's just geekitude, and that's silly. It's a made up word. Um, <laughs> uh, you can follow me on uh, the show at geektitude on Twitter and me personally at Epic Craze. I do uh, two, so I'll let Katie do the uh, main podcast, but I also do Wekhoovians, and you can contact us at Wekhoovians on Twitter, and we also have an email, which is Wekhoovians at gmail.com, and that's Wek, W-E-K-K. That's why we wore the shirts. Right. Um, <laughs> and we're just basically Wek Podcast, W-E-K-K -K Podcast, and it's on all the platforms. And you can find uh, Brian and I at AverageGeekShow.com. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at AverageGeekShow and on Facebook as well. Great. And uh, the last thing I'd leave you with is we are coming back for an 1130 panel, panel about being better geeks and how to be a positive influence on your geek community. It's going to be the same group because we're all kind of like friends, but it's going to be the other half of all their podcasts. So uh, definitely come back, meet the rest of us. And we do have a little time between those, so if you want to come say hi, please do. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Good That was the first of our two panels. We had so much fun. It was really nice to finally get together with uh, a bunch of uh, us who have been talking for a really long time. 
the fact that we got to hang out was was really wonderful. I'd like to send a special thank you to Kenny, Kevin, Katie, and Philippe for being absolutely wonderful panelists. Uh, I couldn't have asked for better feedback and better uh, better people to talk about podcasting. I'd like to give a special shout out to Kenny from Dumbbells and Dragons and Brian from The Average Geek Show. Uh, the three of us hung out all day on Saturday at NerdCon and had an absolute blast. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was really great to get you, to know you guys a little bit better. Um, I'd also like to thank Joe Tran, who recorded the audio for us so that we could just focus on being on the panel. It was really nice, and I'm, I'm very impressed on how well it came out, considering how much background noise there was. So thank you, Joe. It, we really appreciate it. Uh, finally, I'd like to send a shout-out to Nick Kelly. Nick sent me a bunch of Blizzard swag, and it was really generous and very cool of him. Uh, he sent me a Sylvanas pin, uh, a t-shirt, and a Hearthstone stress ball, which now that the school year has started, I think will come in quite handy. Uh, he also sent me a copy of his book, Catwalk Messiah. So if you're looking for some reading material, go ahead and check that out. All the music in this episode was by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. There was a little additional music at the beginning and end of the panel, but that was not ours. That was NerdCon's, so please don't sue us. You can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. I've been recently notified that only my last 10 episodes are available. Uh, I'm going to be looking into that, and so hopefully I can get all the past episodes back on there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Next week, we're going to have the second of our NerdCon panels. This one is going to be How to Be a Better Geek. And it's going to launch our month of Geeks for Change. Uh, in this panel, we talked with uh, artist Ray Vargas, who you'd recognize from all of our spoiler casts. Uh, we talked to Elle from the Nerd Out app, as well as Brian from the Average Geek Show, Mandy from the WEC podcast, and Kelly from WEC, WEC Whovians, and Growing Up 70s. It was another phenomenal, fun panel, and I'm really excited to share it with you guys. Uh, thanks for listening to our very first convention panel. Until next time, remember this week, keep it geek.